This is Gemara and Yuma Daf Yud, the learning for this month, the month of Iyar and Iyar Shem Reifecha, the wonderful Skula for Rafua Shlema has been generously sponsored, Lishchos Rafua Shlema, for Rivka Bas Basheva, as well as Lishchos Rafua Shlema for Nathalie Sfim and Michal Esther. They should have a tremendous recovery, and we're hoping by the time this month ends, we should hear wonderful news that they both should have a tremendous Rafua Shlema. Of course, the rest of our Chol Men Rebeil Chaim and Sarah Shomen Sfim and Rezei Zor Baskinendu Libasin Chayzei Yisol Mindel Eis Pindu Shavlei Shomas Noami Basheva Feyor Shiv Chanor Fal Dovni Tariva. And finally, we pick it up in the top of Yud Amid Aleph, continuing the theme of yesterday. We're going to have a bit of a Gadata for Amid Aleph. Amid Bez will get us into more of the Sigi of Mezuzah, the different rooms in the base of Mikdash, and that is going to be today. Tomorrow, we're going to have a full day of Hilchais Mezuzah. So we pick it up on the top of Yud Amid Aleph and says the Gemara. Yesterday we quoted Rav Yechman. The Rav Yechman taught us that even though Rabbi Rav Chana seemingly said that Rish Lakish seemingly said that if everyone would have went up in the times of Ezra after the first base of Mikdash to Israel, the second base of Mikdash would have stood. Says Rav Yechman, it's not true. Yafta lekim liyafes viyishkem baliyshem, and he explained that that meant was that even though Yafta lekim liyafes, which we learned meant that the children of Yafes, the Persians, they had the, the Allowed for the first base of Me- the second base of Migdash to be built, still the Shrina was not Shaira, rather Ba'ali Shame. So says the Gemara now, two lines down. And just to point out that the first part of today is really going to be lots of different psukim, lots of different uh, names and places and everything here, as we always point out, is many more pshatim, many more meanings. We're just going to touch the surface. So says the Gemara, how do we know that the Persians came from Yafes? It says in the Tahir the following Pasuk. These were all the children of Yafes. Now the Gemara goes through to explain each one of these children. Which the guy says is Germania. Magog ze Kandaya. Modai ze Macedonia. Yavon Kimashmai is Yavon. Tubal ze Bezu Nike. Mesher Zu. Masya, Tiros, what's Tiros? Pligba Rav Simai, Rabbanan, Ramila Rav Simai, Rabbanan, Chana Marzu, Beis Tsaraiki, Vachana Marzu, Paras. So we have all these different places. Goyim, Margamai, the Yavan, Tubal, Meshach, Tiros. And the Gemara just explained where these six places are. To quickly point out, is that Goymar is, we said, is Germania. Magai is, is perhaps a Greek island of Crete. Madai is a place in uh, northern Iran, eastern Turkey. Yavon is Greece. Tubal is, the Barbanel says, the Spaniards. Meshech is west of a place called Bithynia. I don't think I pronounced that right. I apologize. And Tiras is either modern-day Iran or a part of Turkey. And once we get into this discussion, which we got into, why? Because we quoted a passage about Yefes. The Gemara continues this describing other nations. Tani, we learned, I'm sorry, Tani Rav Yosef, Tira Zupras, that was the previous thing that Rav Yosef learned that Tiras was Pras. The Persians, which of course, that's what we brought down, let's not forget, that's what we brought it down, was to show that Yefes, which was one of the children of Yefes, was Persia, which is what, Yafta Lekim, Yefes, the previous Gemara. Safta Virama, Safta these three children, 
of Kush, who were they, Tani Rav Yosef, Sakisson, Givyasa, Sakisson, Givyasa, Sakisson, Braisa. These were the two types, two parts of an, one is the inner, one is the outer, Sakiston. Between these two places is Mea Parsi, was a hundred Parsis. Ve'ekifa on the circumference was Aleph Parsi, a thousand Parsis. And the Pasuk continues, Vatiresh's Mamlachle Bavel. And the beginning of their kingdom was Bavel, the Erech, the Echad, the Elkana. And places Erech, Elkad, and Elkana, Bavel. And now we explain those four again Bavel, Erech, Ekan, Elkana. Where were these four places? Bavel is Kimashmali, Bavel. Erech, Zuarichos. Erech is a place called. Arichos, which we surely take this as we go, so we'll try to do that. At somewhere in the lower Euphrates River or southern Bavel, the Ekkad is which is uh, the also part of Bavel and Kelna, Zah. Neifar, this is referring to Neifar Ninfei, those are the two names of Kalnei, which also was southeastern Iraq, part of Bavel. And the Pasuk continues, Asher. From that land, Asher went forth, Tani Rav Yosef Asher Zu Siluk. Asher is Siluk, west of the Tigris River. And the cities, and Rechaves Ir, Ves Kelach, and Kelach. Ninvei is Kamash Mai Ninvei. Rechaves Ir, what is that referred to? Zeparas, that's Paras, the Paras, the Meshach, the Paras Ameshan, Kelach Zu Paras the Borsif, that's Paras of Borsif, which by the way is the place of the Migdal Bavel. And the Bosa continues, Vesresen, Bein Nimve, Bein Kelach, He, Ha'ir Hagadayla, that was the great city. What's Ir Hagadayla? Resen, Zang, Tisvan, Here, Ir Hagadayla, Ine Yadea, we don't know what was the Ir Hagadayla. Ine Yadea, in Nimve, Ha'ir Hagadayla, Im Resen, Ir Hagadayla, it is unclear. Kshoimer, but then when the Torah says, Veninvais, Ir Hagadayla, Lelekim, now we know that Ninveh was the great city. And we continue quoting Psukim, continue trying to figure out different locations. Now we're moving along to a different Psukim when Kalev came to Chavroin, Vishem Achiman, Shishai Vitalmai, Yalide Anak. And the Pasik says, Visham, and over there, what was there? These people, Achiman, Shishai Tima, Yalide Ha'anak. Explains the Gemara on the first medium side line. Tanu, we learned in Amishta Achiman, is Miyoyman Shabachin, the most powerful of the brothers. Sheishai is Shemisim Es Ha'aretz, Beshchisos. This refers to that he made the earth into to runes that he crushed the whole world. Talmai shemesim ha'aretz talamim talamim. Then he made the whole world into pharaohs like talamim. Tavarachar another pshat is achiman bana anos. Achiman built anos. Shishai is bana alush built a place called alush. Talmai bana talbush yelide anok shamanikin achama bekaimaisan that it looked as if the sun was a necklace for them. They were such tremendous giants that it looked like the sun. They were wearing the sun as a necklace. Now. We continue with the discussion. We started off today with with Yaftal Kim Yefes, that the descendant of Yefes was the Persian who allowed for the second base of Migdash to be destroyed. Now we're going to say what happened after that. Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, moving along to the second very wide line. Omar Rabbi, Asida Roimi Shetibel Biad Paras. The Romans are going to fall into the hands of the Persian Shinemar, as the Pasik says. Lachain Shimu Atas Hashem Yeshayas. Listen to the to the to the advice of Hashem. That he devised a plan, and the plans that he planned, and the plans that he planned, 
If he did not conceive against the Tziria, if he did not place against their devastation in their dwellings. So says the Gemara, what does this Pasuk refer to? So the Gemara just seemed to have said that this Pasuk is teaching us that the Persians fell into the hands of the Romans. Asks How do you know that when the Pasuk said that the Tziria sign, that that's where the Pers- that's referring to the Persians and they're in the hands of the Romans, how do you know that Tziria is the Persians. The Pasuk says, that the Pasuk tells us that the Isle, the Ram, that had horns, the kings of Madai Uparas. But I ask the Gemara, so you're telling me that Tzirat Sain refers to Paras, maybe there's a different Pasuk that seems to indicate that referring to Yavon. We see that the the next Pasuk talks about the Yavan, the Greeks. So how do you know that the Romans are going to fall into the hands of the Persians? Maybe the Romans will fall into the hands of the Greeks. Answers the Gemara. The Gemara actually doesn't really go into the answer, but the Gemara now quotes a story which is going to further this discussion. When Rav Chaviva Bar Sarmaki went up to Eretz Yisrael, he sat in front of the Rabbanan there in Eretz Yisrael, Amrle Mandulayada Peirushay Kroy Moisef Tiyavta. Those who you did not understand the psukim, that's why you had a question. Lerabi, that's why they had a question. My Tziriyat Soin, Zutradachui. You know what Tziriyat Soin is referring to? That's referring to the Zutradachui, the youngest of the sons of Yafes, which is Tiras. The Tani Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef taught Tiras Zepras. So the reason that we know that the Pasik is referring to Paras, that the Romans will fall into the hands of the Persians, is because Tziriyat Soin is referring to the youngest of the brothers, referring to Paras says the Gemara, another raya that the Romans are going to fall into the hands of the Persians. The Romans are going to fall into the hands of the Persians. We have a raya from a Kalvachimer. The first base of Mikdash that was built by the children of Shem, and was destroyed. Excuse me. Vechirua. One more time. I'm sorry, we're having issues over here. Vechirua. Kistayim. And was destroyed by the Kasdim. Yet Naflu Kasdim. Biat Persim. Yet we find that the Kasdim, they fell into the hands of the. Persians, Mikdashani, so the second base of Mikdash, that the Persians were the ones that led to be built, which of course, that's how we started off today, that they were the ones that gave permission for the second base of Mikdash, and was destroyed by the Romans, certainly they shall fall to the hands of the Persians. Again, let's just speak that out one more time. The first base of Mikdash who built it, the all shame, as we saw yesterday, the descendants of shame, and yet it was destroyed by the Kastim, and then what happened after that? The Kastim fell to the Persians. We see that the Persians were the ones that got to take uh, vengeance and to take over the Besamekdash. So the second Besamekdash that the Persians themselves allowed to be built, and then the Romans destroyed. So certainly it's only right, Kalvachimer, that it should come back to the hands of the Persians. That is what the first opinion said, Rav Yudab, Rav Eloi. But now says the Gemara Marav, no, the opposite. 
Rav said, no. Really, the Persians are going to fall to the Romans. The Romans are going to get the second base of Mikdash. That doesn't make any sense. What? The builders, the ones that allowed the base of Mikdash to be built, the Persians, they're going to fall to the hands of the destroyers into the Romans? How could that be? So the first terrorist is, Amr Lahu answers the Gemara, such an important terrorist. In Gezeras Melechi. That's the decree. God so decreed, and that's the way. I, it doesn't make sense. So be it. The second terrorist is Igadiamri Amar Inu Namiokasasri. They also destroyed Ebekinishta. They also destroyed the Persians, also destroyed many shuls. And therefore, it's not a question why the Persians are going to lose and they're going to lose to the Romans because the Persians as well, unfortunately, destroyed many of our holy structures. Taninami Hachi, and we have a right to which we just said. I see the Parashati will be at Raimi. The Persians are going to fall to the Romans. They destroyed our shuls. It's a decree of God that the builder should fall to the hand of the destroyer. And now the Gemara continues. It's a little bit confusing. The Amar, but really it's a bit of a, a new statement. But either way, the Amar of Yudam Arav ain't Ben David Bosh, a Tipoish, Asha Tifshit, I'm sorry. Machazremi or Asha Bacholaylam Kulai, Tishim Chadashim. The base Amigdash is not going to come. The Gula, see the Labai, the third base Amigdash will not come until there's a nine month period. Of the Romans ruling. Shenemar, as the Pasik says, the Khinitnimar is Yoilada Yalada Vyasar Achiv. Yeshivav Yeshuva Mini Israel. It's only gonna be once there's a Leda, a nine-month period. Of course, we know that the, the Gauls has been much more than nine months, but it means they strictly that the Romans will be completely in control. That's when the base Amigdash will come. That's the end of this piece of Agatha. Now we get back to our Lishka's Parhedrin, back to the base Amigdash. Says the Gemara Tanravanan. Seven lines from the bottom. Call our Lishkashayim and make this layer lemezuzah. Chot me Lishkas Parhedjin. The only room in the entire base of Mikdus that had a mezuzah was the Lishkas Parhedjin. Why? Shaya Bob is the only kind of God. The kind of God lived there for seven days, so needed a mezuzah. Amar Rav Yehuda, one second. There were many rooms that they lived in. What do you mean? There were no mezuzahs. So Rashi explains where the Levian, the Kehanim, they guarded the base of Megdash. They were there overnight also. So they also were there. So why isn't that called living that you require a mezuzah? So Rav Yehuda's opinion, important to know, because this will be the rest of the day, the whole of in peace. Rav Yehuda holds that really the Lishkas Parhedrin was exempt. It was potter from mezuzah. The chiv of mezuzah it was a gezeira. It was a decree, but it's not a real obligation. Says the Gemara, my time with Rav Yehuda. Where did Rav Yehuda get this? So Amar Rava. So Rava explains, Kesav Rav Yehuda Kol Bayis Ein Asli Limoy Sachamim Bayis. A house is only something made for the summer and the winter, so it's not a house. Says the Gemara. So the base of Mikdash is not a house, so no mezuzah. Ask Abaye, what do you mean? What does it say in the Torah? We see that the Torah refers to a house as a bias, a house, even if it's just for the summer or just for the winter. So says Abaye, it should have a mezuzah even just for one. This says, no, you're right, it's called a summer house, a winter house. It's not called a house. And the obligation for mezuzah is a house.
Terrence number one. Ace Vayavaya is not done. Sukh is a chag bechag. What about a sukkis? A sukkis on yantif. Rav Yudah mechayev bechacham and baitrim. Rav Yudah says you have to put up a mezuzah. So Rav Yudah requires a mezuzah on a sukkah for seven days. He certainly should require a mezuzah on the base of Megdash. Vitani Alon, we explained in that price. Rav Yudah mechayev. What does it mean he's mechayev? Be'eriv mezuzah b'maiser. Shayev be'eriv if it's open up in different rishos. Mezuzah like we just said. And maiser. That we know the din of maiser. There's only an obligation when it's when you bring in the produce to your house, says Rav Yudah, if you bring it into the sukkah, that's called a bias. So you see, according to Yudah, seven days is enough to be called a house. Maybe you'll tell me the Maybe you'll tell me the whole obligation of that mission. Fine, you can tell me that the obligation of the obligation of Is it possible to say that the obligation of Maiser is a It can't be. We've seen this before. If we have a rabbinic injunction obligating Meiser, it's going to cause them problem. Because no one, if people don't know that, they're going to come, we know you let us separate Meiser one item on the next, and they're going to think there's a real obligation. They're going to come to separate on something which has a dindaraisa on this doesn't. So says the Gemara, we have a clear raya according to Rav Yehuda that it should be called a bias, it should be obligated in a mezuzah, even for seven days. So why, Rav Yehuda, do you hold that the Lishka's Barhedrin has no chiyah mezuzah? Ella, Omar Abayi. So that was all Rava's pshat. That was how Rava came along and explained the opinion of Rav Yehuda that, it, that Rav Yehuda held there's no chiyam mezuzah because only a house for the summer and the winter. Says Abayi, I have a new pshat. A seven day dwelling, everyone agrees is a mezuzah. Keep ligi, what's the machlaikis? Bishar The machlaikis of Yehuda and the Chachamim is the rest of the year. Rabbanan Savikas Yinashayim was a shana to Shiva. The Rabbanan held the Lishkas Barhedrin always needed a mezuzah. Why? Kazira to make sure. Sure, a decree that during those seven days it had a mezuzah. We're so nervous the Kohen Gadol is going to come in for seven days, sleep and live there, and there'll be no mezuzah. So the whole year we obligated a mezuzah. Rav Yehuda Savar, no, like Azrinan. So that's the machlekes meaning. On Amid Aleph, we quoted a brayso where Rav Yehuda said, "Why are you putting a mezuzah on Lishkas Barhedrin? There's no obligation." So Abai is explaining Rav Yehuda was pointing out the rest of the year during the seven day time period that the Kohen Gadol is going to be there. Even Rav Yehuda agrees is an obligation. Because it's seven days, like a sukkah of Chag on Yantif. When did Rabbi Yudha disagree the rest of the year? Is Rabbanan held? Is it didn't the Rabbanan Xero for the rest of the year as well? Amar le Ravas. Now Rava asks back to Abayah. For sukkahs are Chag bechagatani. But how can you say that? But it says that the sukkahs of Chag that is on Yantif. Meaning, what's, what's, what's Rava's problem? Rava says, that you just told me that what's the machlekes? That everyone agrees that you need a mezuzah on a seven-day period. One second. What do we see in Amun Aleph? Sukkah zachag bechag. Rabbonan held your chayiv, but the chacham held your potter. But you, Abayi, just said that everyone agrees that for seven days you need a mezuzah. Clearly, we see that's not true. Elamai Rav, so Rav has a different shot. How Abayi will answer, we don't get into. But Elamai Rav, Rav has a new shot. Bishar, Yimaisa, Shana, Kuliyam, Leib, Ligi, Everyone agrees 
that the rest of the year there's no mitzvah on the bar hedging. Kipoligi b'shiva, the machloikis of Yudah the Chachamim is like I, Rav Yudah, originally suggested, and now I'm going to explain, is during the seven days of the Kayin Gadol separation. V'sukkah time l'chad, v'lishka time l'chad. And each one has its own reason. Sukkah time l'chad, Rav Yudah l'tamei damar sukkah z'dira keva b'ina, numar chayiv m'zuzah. Rav Yudah held that a sukkah, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. One more time. Elamar Rav Yudah l'tamei damar sukkah z'dira we're only arguing about the seven days, and Rashi points out that both by the Lishka and the Sukkah. That's what I said wrong. I said it was only referring to the Lishka Parhedjin. The Gemara is saying they're arguing about the seven days by Sukkah and the Lishka Parhedjin. One more time. Sukkah time the Chodva Lishka time the Chodva. Sukkah time the Chodva Vidal Tamei Damar. Sukkah Diras Keva Binan. It's a fundamental machlek. It's about Sukkah. Vidal the Sukkah is a real Sukkah Diras Keva. So you need a Mazazah. For Avana Tamei Damar, Sukkah Diras Arabi, and Allah Machaiv and Mazazah. And by Lishka, it's a separate machlek. Time the Chodva. Does the king have a choice if you go into Lishka's bar hedging? No. He's forced to be there. Says the Chum, I don't care. That's called dwelling you there for seven days. You need to put up Mazazah. It's not called living in a place that you're forced to live there. But rather, So why do they have to put up the Mazazah in Lishka's bar hedging? We don't want people to think he's in Jail. If people see him in a place with no mezuzah, they're going to assume he's mamish forced there. So we purposely make him put up a mezuzah. But the reason Rav Yehuda held that there's no obligation on mezuzah according to Rava is because he's forced to be there. Whereas the Rabbanon held there is yes an obligation. A separate machlik is about Sukkah of Yehuda holding Dira's Keva, Rabbanon holding Dira's Arai. That is Rava's explanation. Abaye learned that everyone held that the seven days you needed a, a mezuzah. The machlikis was rather if we made a gezerah for the rest of the year, Elisha's Parhejin. And we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Oh.